Sag Harbor Schools Board of Education meeting, June 5th, 2023. Identify a single spokesperson. Speakers have up to three minutes. Speakers will address remarks to the president. Speakers will conduct themselves in a civil and respectful manner. Speakers will not address personnel or students. If the speaker wants to speak a second time, they may speak at public input too. And the board president has the right to discontinue public input at any time. At this point, is there anyone for public input number one? Please sign the paper at front, please. I'm uh, Grover Pagano, live in Saga Harbor Village. Um, excuse me, but I read ahead in the business items tonight, uh, particularly uh, number 7.4, approved deposit in the facilities improvement capital reserve fund. I had re recalled in a prior meeting on the budget, it said that that reserve fund will have um, a balance after the Marsden vote of approximately a million and a half dollars. I think Ms. Buscemi said that. So my question is, if if I look at the bylaws of that reserve fund, I believe it's under Ed Law 3651, it says when the voters determine that the original purpose of the reserve fund is no longer desirable, the reserve fund may be liquidated by applying the balance first, any outstanding bonded debt, and then subject to certain limitations to the annual tax levy. So I guess my question is, will you be adding a million five? And if you will, will you be retiring the 3.425 million? And if not, why? Since your stated purpose of that reserve fund before the vote was earmarked for Marsden and then your replenishment of approximately a million five would be to replenish that reserve fund. You want to so, have? Do you want to have that? Yeah. So the capital oh, reserve. So oh, yeah. Are you done? Well, that that's okay. My... Great. If you could take your seat, then we'll, we'll answer. Thank yeah, you. sure. Uh, sign in. Great. So the capital reserve fund was set up in 2021, uh, way before the Marathon project, and the voters authorized the use of the capital reserve fund for any kind of um, capital project that needed um, funding throughout the district. So we still have a lot of facility needs within the district um, and uh, we will continue to deposit funds at the end of the year into our capital reserve until we hit our limit. Um, we never we never withdrew that 3.4 million from our right. that never went ahead. So that 3.4 is still sitting in the capital reserve. And in addition, we're gonna add 1.5 million to the capital reserve. So now when uh, the facilities committee and the board agree to do another capital project, they could go ahead and ask for those funds with voter approval. With voter okay. approval. That, uh, we're not going to, that's, that's why I said you need to sit sit at your seat because we're not going to go back and forth. You've asked your question and Jennifer has answered, but if you have more questions, you can ask at public input too. Thank you. Is there anyone else from public input number one? Scott? Did you not see any hands raised? Great. Okay. Um, I have no comments. Uh, Mr. Nichols, you have a facilities update? Yeah. Um, 
part of it pertains to what Jennifer was just speaking about. Um, and that is that the Educational Facilities Planning Committee uh, under her leadership has met uh, throughout the year. Um, and they will be coming to the board with advisory recommendations um, in the latter half of June. And Jennifer is scheduled to make a report to the Board of Education regarding the committee's uh, progress this year at the June 26th meeting, I believe. Um, but it's important to know um, that we as a district have facility needs that we need to continue to address. And um, some of the big ticket items out there that I'll mention this evening that the public should be aware of that have been on our radar and continue to be on our radar are uh, certainly it starts with any updates to the security infrastructure that uh, we have in the district. Um, we hired a consultant who has been working on school security included in the areas of focus uh, is the security infrastructure. So when that audit um, report is issued, included in that audit report will be some uh, recommendations pertaining to upgrades. Uh, and certainly that's a worthwhile uh, usage of the reserve funding question. Uh, we've also talked about the possible expansion of the science wing. Um, and we hired a consultant to lay out some schematic designs uh, in uh, the Pearson Middle High School. And the, the tentative thinking is that if we were to move forward with that, that uh, addition to this facility would be accessible to students in grades uh, pre-K through 12. That wouldn't just be a middle school, high school um, focus, but we've talked about involving the elementary uh, population and the learning center population as well. And then finally, there's also uh, the big ticket item of the middle school, high school gymnasium. So if you've been in there, know that there has to be a, either a significant upgrade or an outright replacement of that building. Um, so part of what the Educational Facilities Planning Committee is gonna do is they're gonna present their prioritization of these issues in an advisory form, and then the board will wrestle with that and decide how they wanna approach it uh, in a multi-year plan. Um, one last facility note on tonight's agenda, you'll see a renewal of the Mashashimuic Park contract for 23-24. And you should know that uh, we went through, us, we being the district went through, and uh, with Brian Tardif, uh, we looked at our facility needs uh, and noticed that in one area, um, the contract really didn't address it sufficiently. We brought that to the attention of the park board. Um, they readily agreed. Uh, to a change in a contract language that uh, addresses that shortcoming. And so we feel for 23-24, uh, the contract is, uh, is in good condition to be approved. Um, that does it for the quick summary of the facility update for the district. Happy to answer any questions. We're on it. Good. Yeah, good. Great. Thank you. So at the next board meeting, Jennifer, you'll be giving a uh, full rundown of our year-long work. Yes, with the other committee members. Yeah. Great. Thank you. 
All right. Um, may I have a motion to accept consent agenda items 6.2 through 9.7? So moved. Second. Discussion. So, Jennifer, is there anything that you want to clarify on the question that we were asked at public input one before we approve that? For the um, capital reserve? Mm -hmm. uh, no, the capital reserve, uh, basically the voters authorized it. We can deposit up to $15 million in the capital reserve. So let me let me just say that again. So uh, as a district, we're allowed to put into there up to $15, $15 million. million. We set aside $2.5 million, but are ready for the HVAC project. So that is sitting in the capital fund for that project. Mm -hmm. There is no other projects earmarked from that fund right now. Okay. Um, so this $1.5 million will be deposited at the end of the year. And then that will be added to our current balance of about 3.5 million and by the end of the year there'll be a balance of roughly five million dollars in the capital reserve fund that we could use towards some of these projects that um, Mr. Nichols just discussed uh, with voter approval of course. Anybody have any questions on that or like to ask anything on it? No. Okay great. And we have the park contract, which will be done. I know that Mr. Charter is still going to have to work to find a field, I believe, for the girls soccer team we do not have a feel for that at the moment so might be best in the girls to the facility because we don't have the feel for it nor does the park at this point he did also bring that to the park for its attention we just don't have it so um that is a need so, um but i'm glad the contract signed and ready to go okay any other questions Nope. Okay. Mary has it up for us. Mary Whoever doesn't have their computer up, they. Well, I. Aye. That's unanimous. Wonderful. All right. We have uh, two committee reports this evening. We have um, diversity and inclusion. Hello, everyone. Uh, I just have one area that I would like to report back on, and that is in the area of professional development. So our subcommittee has met several times um, in the last couple of months, and we've finally been able to narrow down who we would like to bring into our school to offer professional development. Um, there is an organization called Impactful. They are based in Connecticut, and they offer PD for grades five to eight. There's one film in particular called Ways to be Human. And because we would be presenting this to students in those grade levels, we thought we should include our student subcommittee. So they have previewed the film, they gave it the thumbs up. Um, the good thing about this particular organization is they offer um, not just the film for viewing, which is what the students would be um, seeing. It's also um, workshops that would be ongoing. They assign us a support person they also have like a workshop uh, toolkit that we would have access to for the entire year. Um, so on top of the film itself, which is what we're hoping to have our students view, they have a really great um, selection of things that would be important for follow-up. And this could be offered to our students, also to our faculty, and also to parents. So the next thing for us would be to present as a committee professional development to Mr. Malone and Ms. Carriero. 
and hopefully get the approval for next school year um, for 2023-24. Great. Thank you. Um, Mike Guinan is uh, not here at the evening, um, well, said, so that would be your policy Okay. We'll carry that over to the lobby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, does anybody have any items for discussion? No. No. Okay. Public input number two. Is anybody online for public input too? Great. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. This is Janice Dono. I wanted to ask about something that came up during the run up to the Marsden vote, and that's about the uh, community kitchen at Stella Maris and about it possibly being um, used to supply hot lunches to the elementary school. And what is the thinking for making that facility be able to do that? I know that you had said that you didn't have a mechanism for getting food from one building to the other, but given that more than a quarter of the elementary school students are food insecure, it would seem that that is something that should be on the facilities committee radar and fast to try to resolve this issue within the village and the school. So um, if you could address that. Can you address it? I'm not addressing it. So with regard to the, um, the the fact you are correct in stating that um, over one quarter, it's actually 26% of the elementary school population is eligible for free and reduced lunch. All of those students receive lunch daily, uh, as do many other students in the district, uh, specifically the elementary school. Um, as I said, leading up to the Marsden vote, um, the issue of hot providing hot lunches uh, is really more a, a logistical issue as it relates to transport and also where the students would eat those lunches uh, and also logistically, how many lunch periods would you have to, to schedule in order to make it happen? Right now, the system's working very, very well. Um, and again, those students who uh, are entitled two lunches, or those two students who elect to purchase lunches uh, are certainly able to do so. Um, we did discuss the issue uh, at the Educational Facilities Planning Committee and talked about several scenarios that the committee will continue to talk about um, in terms of how we might address it. Uh, and those options include um, addressing some of the logistical issues through the, the possible reorganization of grade levels. Um, they also um, could be addressed through um, a creative solution where students remain in the classroom, but logistically we really haven't figured that out yet. Um, so that's, that's the summary. Okay, thanks. 
Anyone else Republican but number two? Sure. Just um, again, in line with the earlier discussion, I was I was I was cut off. I I do remember in the budget presentation that the plan for the facilities capital reserve fund was one point five million dollars. So I have I have two questions. Have you ever, ever, almost doubled a reserve fund forty four percent? Have you ever done that any fund in in any budget year? That's my first question. And and if so. If your plan was correct just a few weeks ago when you presented it, what has come up incremental for three and a half million dollars, right? If your plan was for 1.5 million, and again, the bylaws of this reserve fund, if it's liquidated- The plan was for 15 million. It, wait, I'm not done yet. I get three minutes. I get three minutes. Right. So if that fund is retired and you know what, it's a third question. How is that fund retired? Because when that if that fund is retired, the balance pays off existing bonded debt and any overage goes to buy down the tax levy. If the fund is retired. If the fund is retired. So the three questions. So in summary, have you ever grown any reserve, Jennifer, by 44%? If the budget was a million five for this reserve, or I'm sorry, Sandy, President, if the budget was a million five for this reserve, what are you doing with the extra $3.5 million? And how is this retired? Okay. So, so Jennifer, it's, you don't feel compelled to, to chronologically go back and answer whether a fund has been increased by 44%. No, what happened was is that we had a capital reserve in place and it was expiring because the capital reserve, um, is, I believe that capital reserve was a 10-year capital reserve and we had a balance in that capital reserve. Um, the balance in the reserve was probably close to $3 million, but it, since it was expiring, we had to have the voters approve a new capital reserve. So those funds from the old capital reserve were actually deposited into the new capital reserve when the voters approved that back in 2021, because in June that our old capital reserve was expiring on June 30th, 2021. So since that time, since 2021, when the new, new reserve was established, we deposited the funds from the old reserve into the new reserve. And then we also added $1.5 million into that reserve at June 30th, 2021 and June 30th, 2022. And now we're gonna be doing the same thing this year. So the balance itself um, grew by $1.5 million each year, but it started off with a chunk of money from our previous capital reserve. So it never grew by 40% in any one year. And um, when the voters approved that capital reserve, they approved it for any project that um, we could go ahead and borrow funds for. So if there's any project that we bond, we could we could uh, use those funds for that project, but the voters would still have to approve the use of the funds for that project. So the capital reserve was, we even the, when the voters approved the use of the capital reserve back in September, the funds were never removed from the reserve. They, they were still kept there. And then when we had the revote and voters um, didn't approve the use of the capital reserve, the we, we never touched those funds at that time either. So those funds are there for any capital project that the board um, decides to move forward with. 
and, and again, the fund was never retired because it was expired. extended in 2020. Yes, the old fund was expired. So we, in order to use those funds and access those funds, we had to have a new capital reserve with a new expiration date and a new cap. So because it had those funds from the retiring capital reserve, it looks like we, we started off with, you know, we've been, uh, we started off with a big balance, but it wasn't, is it? The it was the expiring capital reserve, not expiring capital reserve. Capital never reserve yes. <laughs> and then just the last comment, Jennifer, and you said it several times, but it's important for the public to know the expenditure of those funds is contingent upon a vote. Yes. Uh, so again, the public gets to weigh in on whatever it is that the district proposes is the use for those funds. And as I said earlier, we certainly have facility needs as any district does. And you know, prudent financial planning would suggest that we put these funds aside so that we can address our facility needs in a measured, thoughtful way over a period of time. And that's why your report on the 26th which I sort of gave you guys a, um, a quick summary of what's going to be covered is important. Yeah, no, you did it. It's a great job. You don't have to answer anymore, but <laughs> I mean, that's just that, that whole question is leading. All right. Um, what else we have? Um, that's it. We yeah. are going to convene into executive session to discuss contracts and the superintendent's evaluation. And I have a motion. Second. To view the video recording of this meeting, and any presentations referenced, visit sagharborschools.org. Copyright 2023, Sag Harbor Schools, all rights reserved.